Welcome everyone to On Podcast, the Microsoft Podcast, where we talk about Microsoft stuff on a podcast. Uh, I'm your host today, Kareem Anderson. I'm joined by David Allen. Fun one. Saturday morning. How we doing? We're doing pretty well. Pretty well. We have a mixed bag of news today. Uh, some good stuff, some fun stuff, and some less fun stuff, I suppose. Depends on uh, if, if you're a lawyer or not. If you're a lawyer, you might find all of this stuff fun. So uh, we're going to get in our opening discussion uh, today and start talking about the future of Activision Blizzard under Microsoft. They No, they didn't win the case yet, but they have put in a bid on what it could be like. They had a briefing in, uh, what was it, um, Brussels uh, this week to kind of, you know, mention to the EU, imagine a future like this. Uh, basically, Microsoft met with the EU regulators uh, as well as a myriad of other partners and competitors, i.e. Sony, uh, this week to basically hash out concessions that they think that they may need in order to get this $68.2 billion deal finally done with and approved, at least in the EU. We know the CMA is a whole different situation. We haven't even bothered with the FTC yet. But in the EU, they could win hearts and minds and potentially regulators' hearts and minds. Now, following the meeting, because uh, we didn't get too much about what happened in the meeting, but following the meeting, Microsoft hosted an in-person briefing in Brussels to go over its plans, uh, what to do if it's if it successfully acquired the publishing behemoth Activision. Uh, that includes a new deal between NVIDIA's uh, GeForce platform and Xbox, uh, as well as a sign, a sign and binding agreement for a 10-year contract with Nintendo in order to bring Call of Duty and perhaps other games to the uh, platform. According to Microsoft's president, Brad Smith, we've now signed a binding 10-year contract to bring Xbox games to Nintendo gamers. Uh, this is just part of our commitment to bring Xbox games and Activision titles like Call of Duty to more players on more platforms. Uh, for any of you who own a Switch, you're probably going to wonder if this thing is, if Call of Duty is even going to melt the whole device down. Um, they weren't specific in which devices they would bring it to. So if Nintendo has maybe a Super Switch or Switch 2 or Switch OLED++, whatever they're going to call it. Uh, maybe that device could bring it. Uh, you, also, you can also obviously stream games via uh, the cloud, so there you go. You can probably play it that way as well. Now, uh, Microsoft is also looking to kind of get NVIDIA in its back pocket. Uh, they also got a 10-year deal uh, to bring Call of Duty to the GeForce platform, uh, along with a bunch of other Activision and Xbox titles uh, coming to PC. Um, however, when asked directly about the possible spinoff of Call of Duty uh, from the Activision deal, because that has been probably one of the biggest hurdles for them, uh, Microsoft did not really want to con uh, confirm or deny anything. They really didn't even want to get into it. They offered up uh, that they are guardrails that they are ready to uh, put in place, but they didn't say specifically what. Um, spent Smith, Smith spent some time directly appealing to the EU via the press briefing, highlighting the stark market share difference between Sony and Xbox um, in the EU, with Microsoft obviously being roughly 20 to 25 percent, while Sony has, you know, the other lion's share of that market share. Uh, but Microsoft is basically going out and uh, pitching the idea that, you know, we are guaranteeing Call of Duty if that is Sony's biggest gripe. They can have it for the next 10 years, even though the deal, I believe, with Activision is, should be up in three years, if I'm not mistaken. So that's an extra seven years that Microsoft's throwing on top of that. Uh, what are your thoughts on Microsoft basically going to the public and saying, what do you guys think about this deal? 
Well, I think we're at that point where everybody's trying to figure out where the boundaries of this deal are going to land. We've got, you know, as you said, the CMAs had their opinion, the FTCs had their opinion, now the EUs had their opinion. So I think we're at that point to where Microsoft is saying, what is it going to take to make people happy? And are we willing to make those concessions to make people happy because I've seen some say that, you know, maybe Microsoft can't make everybody happy. Now, I personally don't think that's true. I think, you know, with the size of this deal, Microsoft is going to really stretch their resources and be as flexible as they can to try to get this deal closed. But I'm going to be honest, you know, we looked at what a June, a, it was a June closing date, I believe. And I, you know, June's getting closer folks. We're about to be at March. I don't know that we're going to get this done in June. So as we get closer to June, what's Microsoft thinking? Do they stick with it? Do they continue to make concessions? Do they continue to sit down at the bargaining tables or do they say, look, there's just too many hoops to jump through. You know, we're not going to do this right now. I think we're on the concession road. They reached out to Nintendo. They, they, they have made this deal. They don't, you know, we don't know what Nintendo's next console might be. I kind of got the vibe that Call of Duty would be on whatever hardware Nintendo gives us next, whether it's a console, a handheld, or whatever the case might be. But... It's it's interesting to watch the wheels turn of this. It seems like it changes from week to week. You know, Microsoft is out there. They're public. They're making concessions. Hey, what do you think? What do you want us to do? And I think right now they're open to that. The door is open for these companies and people to walk to Microsoft and say, look, if you want Activision, if you want Call of Duty, this is what we want. Now, how long does that door stay open? I think if we keep inching closer to June without some idea of what a resolution might be and we're talking about closing this deal, that door with Microsoft, I think, is going to start closing a little bit. I mean, how long do you stretch it out? That's a good uh, good question to ask. Uh, and... You know us, we will be reporting about this uh, constantly. So keep your eyes peeled. Visit the, our Twitter on Microsoft as the handle or the website, uh, because uh, like many of you, this has become a hobby of mine to keep track of all of the Activision deals. Speaking of which, let's get into our headlines. And you have an Activision headline as well. Yeah, I saw this um, when we reported on it earlier this week, and I kind of went, do what? You know, yes, folks, Activision got hacked and supposedly did not tell the employees. Yeah, not good. Not good. It, you know, that that's not a good look, especially when you've got Microsoft on your wing over here trying to um, make a little purchase. Yeah. Looks like this happened sometime around it, December of 2022. So recently. Let's see. It was yeah. It was December. It was December 4th, according to TechCrunch. A hacker had posted several images related to Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 DLC, 
release dates as well as upcoming Call of Duty projects. Jupiter and I'm going to call it Cerebus if I am butchering that name folks I am sorry. <laughs> so they didn't tell their employees but Activision gave a little bit of a statement and said on December 4th 2022 our information security team swiftly addressed an SMS phishing attempt and quickly resolved it. Following a, following a thorough investigation, we determined that sensitive employee data, game code, or player data was accessed. But the employees are just now finding out about it. And of course, it's just now making headlines. So I, I kind of got a rough feeling about this. What about you? Yeah, um, <laughs> it's never good to, I mean, it's one thing to be less transparent with the public, but you got to at least let your employees know, hey, uh, your credentials, your security measures, your personal data may be floating out there. Uh, you may want to protect yourself and your loved ones. Uh, but I mean, again, it's standard fare. It was a month, so I, I want to try and give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they spent the last, you know, three weeks of December trying to make sure that they had all of the information before you go running to your employees saying this is what happens because um you know with anything that's of this nature you're gonna have questions and you want to have at least the answers you don't want to shoot it from the hip and give people false information or anything like that because that can make the situation worse um but yeah it doesn't look good uh i mean microsoft's got a bunch of things within, within activision itself that it needs to worry about uh, again outstanding lawsuits uh unionization efforts things like that uh a hack it's just one of many other things uh but i'm sure they're going to push through with this deal uh speaking of which of untrustworthy uh crisis management press releases microsoft had its own uh with microsoft saying it fixed outlook spam problems for now uh, we were reporting that if you're not like user with a personal Microsoft email account, uh, be it Hotmail, MSN, uh, or Outlook, may have noticed an increase in spam emails, uh, which seem to have been noticeable roughly two months ago. People start seeing, I mean, Microsoft has always been having issues with Outlook and spam, but apparently in the last two months, it's been really bad for a lot of people. Uh, that came to a head this week uh, when uh, the offending emails jumped from like three to five per day for some people to over 20 for some users, uh, including personal emails. Uh, there was a Reddit, I believe, uh, thread that, you know, just kind of trashed the whole platform of Outlook saying that, you know, Microsoft has no business being an email basically at this point. Um, to that, and I believe Mary Jo Foley was also someone else who noticed it. She was kind of a public figure to speak out about it. I think the has been going on, harping on Outlook for the last... 15 years or so uh but uh, apparently i believe it was on wednesday they had uh their twitter person kind of reach out to the world and say hey we fixed it everybody nothing to worry about uh they didn't give any explanation on what happened they didn't give us any log notes they just kind of spit out saying it's been fixed uh some people have noticed that uh it is indeed the spam has gone down not gone uh probably not even to the level of uh google spam filters but better than what it was uh, about a week and a half ago. So 
for those of you who have felt like you've been getting more spam emails, Microsoft says it's nothing to worry about. But we are, and we've reached out to them ourselves asking like, hey, you know, what was the issue? If you could pinpoint it, that'd be great. Uh, so, you know, we know what to look out for. Or if you have any uh, additional information uh, that we can give, share with folks. Microsoft has uh, not responded uh, with anything just yet. They may be still investigating the issue. Uh, but according to their uh, Outlook's Twitter uh, handle, it's been addressed. So you let us know in the comments or on Twitter or at the bottom of this YouTube channel if you're noticing less spam because to be honest with you, kind of get the same amount now again it wasn't crazy but it was noticeably that i was getting a lot of spam and i still feel like i'm at that same level what do you think I, that's what i was going to add i and i, I want to bring something up i assumed that this was just personal msa yes, outlook correct. accounts i did not see anything that impacted the microsoft 365 pay the exchange offering, yeah correct Right, correct. Okay, that that makes sense because I know we use the um, paid offering in exchange with uh, on Microsoft. I didn't notice an increase yeah. of spam there, but I did certainly notice an increase of spam on my personal account. Probably, it's usually one to two messages a day. I was probably up to eight to ten, and I mean, it wasn't necessarily one topic or the other. It was just good old fashioned back in the day before spam filters become a thing junk mail and yeah. to, to to be fair it's not the levels of gmail gmail was doing a little bit better job mine have gone down i mean when i when, before we started the podcast here i opened my outlook inbox and had two spam messages in there that's about normal for me so i hope they've gotten a handle on it you know, yeah, me too. Remember, folks, these these accounts are free. We're not necessarily paying for them, too. So let let let's keep that in mind as well. That too, but I mean, to some people's defense, some people use the free accounts to run businesses, uh, you know, out of their homes. If you're like a jewelry sure. maker, or you know, you're doing some kind of, uh, you know, uh, flea market kind of business stuff like that. I mean, it is what it is. They offer service. We would like them to offer the best version of the service. Service. Um, but for those of you, like, like we said, uh, or who are still winning iPods from Nigeria Princess, uh, let us know uh, and we'll see if we can try to get an answer from Microsoft. What's our next headline? Well, we've got a little bit of a long one here, guys. I'm going to try to break it down a little bit for you. We've got a new update for Windows 11 coming here real soon called the Moment 2 update. Okay. And this is kind of what microsoft does i would say every little bit better than every quarter it's a little bit more than your patch tuesday this is where you're going to get your new features what microsoft's thinking for the for the near future you're going to see more of a ui enhancement type thing and you know this is what microsoft has been busy working on they've been busy working on the user experience which we were just talking about you know all, off microphone and i think you know Microsoft has really made a commitment toward user experience and making the operating system more cohesive and they're going to pick that up with Moment 2 that they expect as of right now is expected to ship in March. Some of the things you can look forward to are taskbar enhancements. We're going to talk about the lovely taskbar some more. 
and let's see we have tablet mode is going to be a little bit better they're not necessarily giving great details as to what they're going to do with tablet mode i'm assuming they're going to make some adjustments of how you navigate your taskbar maybe the way your keyboard comes up it says you're going to have access to a new taskbar that is optimized for tablets so we'll have to see what that gives us and let's see we'll have see we've got search bar and task manager are also getting an update i'm assuming they're finally going to clean up some of those graphical elements that are in the uh, task manager i know mine is still a little wonky at times they're yeah, going I'm, to change go ahead i'm wondering if they're going to do more touch friendly ui like they did with file explorer so to speak that kind of blow up some of the icons and touch points um in the same manner I hope so because using Windows right now on a touch screen is a lot better than it used to be. I know we were talking about the Windows 8 experience on touch, you know, at, at one point. It's a yeah. lot better than it used to be, but there's still some gaps to fill in as far as the like touch that tablet. Much more room to go, yeah. We've got, let's see, some new energy recommendation settings. And personally, I'm, I, I'm glad to see this. I think we're can all say hey if it gets us a little bit better with our battery life a little more efficient i'm all for it so we're going to get some energy fit some new energy efficiency recommendations where users can easily adjust how long it takes for a device to go to sleep without detecting any input i wonder if that means they're finally going to fix this thing with laptops where when you close the lid your laptop doesn't always go to sleep. I know I've got a specific machine, won't call any names, that when I close the lid, it's supposed to go to sleep, but it doesn't. No matter what I do, the, the fans will continue to run. The fans will turn off and turn on. And we've all talked about it. I believe it was called the battery drain issue at some point to where when you put your laptop to sleep you put it in your backpack and you get to the office the next morning you open your machine and you go hey the batteries did so maybe they're going to work on that a little bit i sure hope so we're going to get a few more file explorer tweaks you know we got our file explorer tabs recently and the search box and results for file explorer searches are supposed to be displayed instantly that i'm looking forward to because i can tell you folks when you're searching a big disk volume it would be nice if those were indexed and would come up just a little bit quicker let's see if we have any others worth mentioning like i said this is coming out in march and there might be a few surprises in there so we'll just have to wait and see microsoft doesn't always give us all the information of what they're putting in the update speaking of things coming out in march uh fans all 13 of you of microsoft teams could be uh getting a preview of microsoft's uh, teams 2.0 uh, microsoft's on the cusp of releasing a new version of its enterprise chat app teams uh with the new version built from the ground up uh that should make using it on a pc much nicer uh, according to a report from the verge sources familiar with the company uh say there's plans uh on 
delivering a Microsoft Teams 2.0 update uh, in preview next month, uh, as soon as next month. So, you know, we, we don't know exactly when. Uh, but for those who find the current version of Microsoft Teams to be a bit sluggish, which I believe is all of us, uh, and a bit of a resource hog, uh, when open, the company's newest version, Dev Teams 2.0, is rumored to use about 50% less memory, which is amazing. Uh, initiate less strain on the CPU, which is ultimately better for battery management for all of us. Um, similar to the way that Microsoft rolled out Outlook, uh, people will be able to get this new version of Teams, at least in preview, and toggle between the new version and the old version. So if you have workflows that are based on the old uh, Teams version, uh, you can always go back to that. If you want to try out the new version and you just like the performance on that, you can toggle to that as well. Um, I believe the original version of uh, Teams is built on uh, Electron, if I'm not mistaken, as the architecture. Uh, and so they'll be moving from that to more modernized web uh, engineer, web app, app engineering. Um, and so, again, that's going to contribute to um, less resources and being less resource hog. Uh, I believe the consumer version of Teams has already made that transition. Nobody uses it, so we can, you know, it's hard for us to really confirm. I mean, we've tried it, um, but this is there's a reason why uh, the professional one hasn't just yet, uh, and that will, and it's also the reason why they're testing this one right now uh, because they don't want to kind of mix the two. Eventually, they want to have just the one uh, uh, developer code for this. Um, and again, this is, I believe in 2021 is when they made the switch to consumer version of Teams being this more lightweight version. Uh, the difference between the two apps uh, rests between uh, Electron uh, and Edge WebView 2. Uh, Web, WebView 2. So that's what they're going to be moving towards. Uh, and they're going to be moving from React to better optimized JavaScript libraries. So uh, for those of you who know all that means, thumbs up. Um, we should be um, getting, like I said, getting this in March. There's no, there has been no mentions, at least not as of yet, whether or not this version, new version, will be available for Windows 10. Uh, every, all the talks have been about Windows 11. I know there are people on Windows 10 who have been using it uh, and probably will remain on Windows 10. Uh, but for the immediate future, it looks like it's going to be Windows 11 uh, preview and release eventually. So Teams 2.0, lighter, faster coming in march please microsoft pretty please <laughs> i mean All right i mean we, we 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 use teams in our organization but we're, we're we're a small organization compared to some and you know very small and even i have noticed during some of our you know interactions with media and sending things back and forth and it tends to get sluggish and the CPU fans come on and you know when it gets busy so I would love to see an overhaul to me I don't know me and uh, teams and I have a love-hate relationship I like what it does I and I like the way it organizes things I don't always like the way it behaves and the way it displays information so I'm hoping yeah. we kind of get things a little better there I think I hate to bring that word up, but uh, more Skype-like. I mean, I, I I hate to I hate to say it, but if Teams had a few of the little Skype tendencies, I would personally would like it a little better. I agree, but we also have to keep in mind that Skype has gone through five 
six major platform uh, code changes or whatnot. Uh, I believe they went through like two in like back to back years, essentially. So, um, you know, it's my teams will replace Skype eventually. It's going to take them a little bit of time. Uh, but yeah, we could all use a much snappier version of teams because right now I've getting myself frustrated when I click on you know somebody's name to chat with them and it takes them you know two to three seconds for that chat to appear mm-hmm. and I've already started clicking on other things and now I'm you know jumping back and forth between UIs so like you said pretty pleased Microsoft March get us give us the things what well, else do you there, got I, oh, there, go there's one there's one thing I'll, I'll throw in here teams yeah. I, I gotta give Microsoft a little bit of love here it, it really happened during the pandemic. We saw all these plugins for Teams and all these, you know, add-ons, and it's just like your edges of the world and your and your, and your Google Chrome's of the world. The more add-ons you add, it's you sure. know, third third-party code. The slower things you're going to get. Sure. So, I, I give Microsoft credit for when things started going crazy in the world, saying, "Hey." here's a platform for add-ins and you know there were a lot of things that got dumped in so you know now now let's get in there yeah let's get in there and get back to the basics i think you know there's a lot of plugins that i don't think are necessarily needed or necessarily used by a lot of people so if we can trim it down let's do so agreed what's uh another headline we got for this week got one more for you folks we're kind of going to shift gears um looks like we're headed back to layoffs meta had originally said let's let you know meta facebook whichever one you want to use um had said look there's not going to be any more layoffs and come to find out that that's not exactly true they're saying there could be another round of layoffs to trim a portion of its employees from the employment roster and i think the goal here is to still flatten the company out a little bit they had already cut 11,000 jobs in november of 22 uh, 2022 and it was necessary mark zuckerberg said to become more efficient now i'm going to jump out here and say look you know there there's arguments over social media i get it i understand and there's arguments over you know twitter's kind of going through the same thing regardless of what do you what folks think of their new ceo and the man in charge these social media networks are advertised advertisement driven now meta does have a few spinoffs they've got oculus for VR and they've got a few other small, you know, things that they have spun off, but they're still ultimately advertised supported. So, you know, what can we expect at this point? Advertising revenue is down. You know, we've got Twitter with the check mark. I saw something this week that Meta is looking at some sort of verified account system. I saw something at 1499 you know and people started really laughing about that and you know i i I can see your point but i think what we've gotten used to is social media has always been free right and this is something i i promise i won't go too far down this road but social media has always been free we can get on facebook twitter instagram pinterest whichever you know TikTok, whichever one we choose to use 
we get on there, it's free. We have to remember there's thousands of employees at these places keeping the infrastructure running. That infrastructure cost money. So if you're an advertised supported company, whether you're a search engine or not, if the or a social media platform or not, when the advertising revenue goes down, you've got to do something. You've got to cut employees. It's really all you have to work with. You either cut employees or you cut product lines, or the third option is you go to the folks using your platform and say, hey, we need you to pay a few bucks to stay here. And social media is baked into our daily lives. I understand that, I get that. But we gotta keep the thing running. We gotta keep the thing running, folks. And you know, everything happens on social media. There are some folks that believe pay a few bucks and maybe it sort of gets, you know, cuts the fat, if you will, for those that will pay and those that won't. We'll have to see how it plays out, but doesn't surprise me that there's another round of layoffs. I've seen something that there are still job cuts going on at Twitter. I've not seen anything unless you have Kareem from the other social media networks. I've uh, just I mean, seen... I think everyone Go did ahead. their big announcement of job cuts and they will continue to trickle job cuts uh, along the way for the rest of the year. Uh, we, you know, hopefully for everyone's sake, we're down from the tens of thousands at one time to a couple hundred here and there as the months go on. Uh, to your point, yeah, these businesses are looking at maintaining profitability. I do want to say that I personally fault Zuckerberg's massive pivot to Meta in the way that he did it because I don't believe I do too. customers are there just yet for this. And maybe, you know, like you, you said, he's trying to get ahead of the curve. He's trying to find a new uh, revenue stream. But to the way that they he leaned into this uh, may have been a knee-jerk reaction that's cost people jobs and potentially could affect their lives you know we're about to hopefully you know go into a, a mild recession uh but that still means people are jobless and even if you had a high-paying job uh at facebook um you have probably a high-paying you know high bills things like that like it, it all balances out and we you know we would like to keep people as many people employed so people who employ people need to have better vision in my opinion um, you know, maybe maybe you go from eleven thousand to five thousand because you know uh, the Oculus doesn't work, but you don't bet the farm and then have to get rid of eleven thousand people because of that. So um, let's get off of something so depressing and get into our last one, uh, and maybe this will make people motivated. Uh, Microsoft's announcing Inspire twenty twenty three dates alongside Partners of the Year nominations. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Inspire is, it's another Microsoft conference where Microsoft likes to thank people who have done great things with their products, essentially. Uh, Microsoft's Deanna Meyer has announced that the company's annual partner event, Inspire 2023, is set to take place on July 18th through the 19th uh, of 2023. The all-digital event is free to attend, which is great, thus giving partners access uh, across the globe the opportunity to be a part of it. Microsoft has indicated that the registration should be open in, in the next coming months. So just check back uh, either on our site or uh, you can go to, I believe, microsoftinspired.com or, you know what? Have the Bing Chat AI direct you. 
what's more, the company has, <laughs> what's more, the company has also highlighted that its annual Partner of the Year awards is now open for nominations. So if you have a, if you think you're a business uh, that has done some great things with the Surface product, Microsoft 365, Azure, um, all of the things, uh, you can nominate yourself or nominate your business or nominate a supervisor or whatnot. Um, this year's Microsoft has also added two new awards. They seem to be doing that every year. Uh, the I believe the first word, uh, reward is the Fast Track Ready Award, and the GSI, which stands for or GSI Growth Champion Award. The former recognizes partner ex excellence in assisting customers to realize values through delivery of the Fast Track benefit for Microsoft 365, while the latter is for Microsoft GSI or advisory partners who have demonstrated significant growth across multiple solution areas, solution uh, plays, and in industries and or regions. Uh, head to Microsoft Partner of the Year Awards website to check out the full list of awards and be sure to submit your nominations if you meet the criteria. Interested parties should note that the deadline for making these submissions will lapse on April 5th at around 6 o'clock uh, Pacific. So get those in there. Uh, you have about a month. So uh, if you're a procrastinator, start procrastinating now, I suppose. <laughs> but yeah, uh, again, these are Microsoft Partner Awards. Uh, so if you are selling a product, uh, or you know, or even working with the business, partnering with the business that does some really cool things, uh, go ahead and uh, submit. And we'd love to see when the you know when Inspire does happen, uh, some of you people show up uh, on the screen. That'd be great. I think this is the, you know seems small to some folks, but the partners are kind of what makes some of these companies go around. Huge. And you know. It's more than just walking into Best Buy or going to MicrosoftStore.com and clicking buy. And for businesses, you get the UPS truck with the box of Surface products. There's the whole implementation. There's the whole setting it up. There's the whole making the ecosystem work. There's the hooking everything together. And that's where your partners come in. The partners are the the partners for businesses are the legs that make the products in the boxes work. And it's nice to see them finally, you know, getting a little bit more recognition. I know the partner program at Microsoft changed a little bit a few years ago, and there were a lot of people upset. I think, you know, some of the smaller organizations kind of got moved. I think some of them got chopped out due to requirements a little bit. So it's not, you know, and we hadn't seen a whole lot of partner love since unless I have missed it. So I, I'm glad to see that Microsoft says, hey, let's recognize our partners because without partners, we might not have a Surface Pro. We might not have some of the software that we have, especially over on the business side, the Windows servers, the Microsoft Exchange, because these CEOs buy it and they call the partners in to say, hey, now implement it so without the partners we're in a different place i agree uh, we want to thank you guys again for hanging out with us front of the week uh we hope you enjoyed your reprieve from all things chat gpt i think we had one mention this time in the, in the podcast we tried to consciously put together a list of topics and interest uh that didn't involve a moody teenage ish uh chat bot uh so uh if you were looking for that Go join another podcast now that you finish this one. Uh, but for those of you who were looking to take a breather, we'd like to say you're welcome. Where can people find you? David PAJ1978 on Twitter. 
I'd be glad to interact with you guys. Jump over there and say hello. Ah, you can find me at Mindhead1 on Twitter as well. Um, I react in GIF, so don't expect long conversations with me. Uh, that's what the podcast is for. But uh, you can also drop down in the, in the comments of my posts. Uh, visit our website for some more information um, and things about gaming or whatnot. Like I said, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this week's worth of news. Again, there's a mighty big world of Microsoft stuff that revolves or involves stuff that isn't ChatGPT. So we're going to try and uh, refocus on all of those things as well. Uh, we should have some big news about some Windows stuff. And uh, I think we, if you want to go check our site, there's some stuff about a potential hardware. Uh, if you guys are interested in the Surface Laptop Studio, that we have some information about that. So go check our site for more information. Um, and go enjoy the rest of your weekend. Take care, Bye. everybody.